Welcome to The Big Break Show, a podcast where we discuss short-term rentals, entrepreneurship, life, mindset, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Rob Aloza and Jesse Vasquez. What's up, everybody? Dude, I had the drum beat going to that. You, you turned it off. No, oh, wait, hold on. I got you. All right, you guys can't see this right now, but I'm drumming to this. Well, whoever's watching on YouTube, Jesse's getting down right now. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? So uh, welcome to another episode, everybody, of uh, The Big Break Show. I'm here with the man, Mr. Jesse Vasquez. How are you, brother? What's up? I'm good, man. What are we on? Episode 19? Is this 19, dude? I, you know, I always say welcome to The Big Break Show episode number, and then I don't even know what episode we're on. It's funny. I think uh, we're on 19. It's because my drumbeat screwed you up, buddy. Yeah, dude, you threw me off with, with, with your vibes. You're vibing pretty good on that one. So, guys, uh, uh, today's kind of a special episode. It's going to be really short. We're doing about 25 minutes, uh, mainly because we're doing our four-part series on short-term rentals, and we got really good feedback on the last one about the arbitrage and how to get started. And so we figured that today, let's do one about setup and design, right? What happens after you get a, get a, a, uh, a unit up and running, whether you arbitrage it, whether you buy it, whether you co-host it, whatever it is that you're doing, we want to talk about setup and design today. So we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it sweet. Um, typically, we go for about an hour, but today it'll be short. So Jesse, you want to start us off, my friend? Yeah, man. I So you guys always know that I, I, I love, that's what got me into short-term rentals was like architecture, design. I love that stuff. I, I think I might be one of the only straight guys that's not into uh, that. That is a totally into interior design. <laughs> no, I'm just serious though. I love it, dude. Like I seriously love it. It's it's something that's really cool. I, I have always admired it. You know, I'm, you guys know I'm a big mid-century guy. But today we're going to be talking about a lot of startup costs, which Rafa is the professional dude on that end. The design. Uh, I'm not calling myself professional on that end at all, but. Um, I know what elements work with short-term rental, the short-term rental world. So we'll talk about that today, what it looks like, what, when we're evaluating markets, what the design concepts look, you know, how we take those into account, how we separate ourselves from other people and how we are going to, you know, basically set up a unit and furnish it. So let's talk about all that stuff, Rafa. Yeah, for sure, man. So uh, first I want to say that you are a pro in design. I mean, look at your background. It's effing beautiful. You got the wood backboard, that badass teal mirror the little light under the tv guys i mean if you're not watching this on youtube you should just click on it just to watch just to see his background it's it, it looks clean the man knows how to design it looks fake right well i wouldn't say fake it just looks badass you know <laughs> it looks good i like it the guitar the vibes i mean geez don't make me grab the guitar and start playing now we're gonna no. turn this into a, a music fest no sesh. no we, we we got enough with your drum set thank you <laughs> with, your, with your drum vibes so yeah no let's let's talk about let's talk about startup cost um yeah. I guess, you know, the big, there's three things when you guys are starting off, right? And uh, it's the biggest one is obviously finding the location we've gone over. But the second thing is your startup cost. And there's three, three major uh, expenses that you're going to be looking at when you're starting up an arbitrage unit or even if you're purchasing one, right? And it's if you're arbitraging, number one is the rent. Okay. The second biggest one is the deposit, the security deposit that they're going to ask you for. Because unless you have a relationship established with the owner, they're going to ask you for a deposit. And the third one is the actual cost to furnish and set up and design, right? All this back here, make the place look cool and pop out and stand out so that it's pleasant to look at and live in and be comfortable in, right? And so those are the three major startup costs. And again, this is arbitrage. If you're purchasing, obviously you're looking at more because of the down payment and closing costs, et cetera, et cetera. But essentially it's a startup cost. And so um, typically in my market, 
we're looking at a startup cost of anywhere between on a one bedroom apartment, about 7,000 to about $12,000, right? Why? Well, in Southern California, the rents are about $2,500 for a one bedroom. And typically in any regular market, it's always one month's rent deposit. Some places ask for first month's rent and last month's rent, which is technically still one month's rent and one month's deposit. Some people ask 2x deposits, whatever the case may be. You're looking at, in my market, just to start up right off the bat, $5,000, right? Down payment, which is the, I'm not down payment, I'm sorry, the deposit and the first month's rent. You got to pay for that, right? The second part of it is the furnishing cost, the design cost, right? Uh, designers are anywhere from 1000 to 2500 plus everything that they got to buy to set up the place. So it's your start, your actual get the unit ready to go live cost. And um, in my case, on a one bedroom apartment, uh, I, it could be anywhere from as little as I've done as little as $3,000 to as high as $12,000 for a one bedroom. Three grand? Yeah, I've done as little as three grand, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, so so well, we, we can go into that in a minute. I, I can give you guys some tips on that. But um, yeah, it was uh, it, it's the startup cost that so the deposit, the rent, and and the actual furnishing and design, right? And all of it together, five thousand plus another seven thousand just to get everything inside, right? Furniture, TVs, paint, um, your design cost or designer cost. And I always suggest everybody should get a designer unless you're a professional like Mr. Jesse here. Um, and even he gets a designer, um, but because they always know what fits where and what goes where well, right? That you don't want to go. I think that this frame looks cool on this wall, and then it just looks terrible and looks like crap. So um, that startup cost is going to be the the the, the major expense. Once you go live, you got to go immediately. The second thing, can we should we transition, Jesse? Or do you want to talk about the startup cost a little more? Yeah, let's because that's one of the questions I get asked so often, especially in the arbitrage side. It's like, what does it cost to get a one bedroom unit or a two bedroom unit? So let's break that down. Let's let's go on the budget side because you just said three three grand. Like, I'm curious to what actually that what you what that entails. So break, yeah. break that down for us. Well, keep in mind. Look, I, I think I answered the first part of your question, right? What, what's the actual budget? You're just looking at three major things: the rent, the deposit, and the furnishing cost. Now, the furnishing cost varies, but I always account for anywhere from seven to ten thousand dollars on a one bedroom apartment. Now, again, I've done as little as three thousand, but this is how it's it's simple. Simple, right? You're looking at the major expenses, a couch, a bed, a dining table, right? Those are the three major things and a television Four, right? From there, you do all the little trickling things, right? A coffee table, a nightstand, maybe a reading chair, uh, a credenza, right? And for those of you who don't know what credenza is, don't worry. I didn't know either until I started short-term <laughs> rentals, um, but Google credenza, you'll know what I, what I mean real fast. Um, and now I talk about credenzas all the time. There's a new meaning to credenzas. It's like I dream about credenzas, but um, <laughs> Yeah. So the furnishing cost, the way I did it for $3,000 in one of my units was I was on, uh, dude. So listen, over time, I, I, I do, man. I do. I, like I have a beautiful credenza downstairs that I, I actually stole from one of my units because it was so badass. I wanted it in my house. And so uh, um, the way I did it, guys, it was simple. I knew that I was going to open a one bedroom in the future. All right. So I said, okay, I'm going to open a one, be a one bedroom apartment. I know the, the general layout of the apartment because it was going to be in a specific complex that I already had permission to be in. So I kind of had an understanding of what I needed to buy for it. Right. And it was major, the, a sleeper sofa. Okay. A king bed, some nightstands, and then the television and everything else in between. Right. A and you need, that one actually had space for a dining table. So what did I do? Over time, as, as I was at home hanging out on my free time, I would go through websites like OfferUp, right? I would go through websites like Facebook Marketplace. And so um, Craigslist, 
And so what I did is anytime I, I needed a specific thing and I found it, I would jump on it, right? I picked up a sleeper sofa for like $300, right? Normal, brand new from living spaces, you're looking at 1500 bucks for a good right. one, right? This was a living spaces sofa for 300 bucks. Of course, I'm going to jump on it. What did I do? I got myself a truck. I went, I picked up the sofa and I threw it in storage. Right? I was sitting in my garage for a long time. And that's how I did it. I found a credenza. Talk about credenzas. I found a credenza for about... <laughs> I think like $250. This thing was worth like 900 bucks, right? Throw it in storage. I found coffee tables for 50 bucks. You'd be surprised how many people throw coffee tables away. It's like pick up for free just so they can get it out of their house. I found an entire bedroom set for 800 bucks. An entire bedroom set. We're talking nightstands, dresser, bed, mattress, box springs. Do you know the amount of savings on that alone? Just on all of that alone, you're already saving about three grand. Easily, for a good yeah. one, right? You don't want some some dumpy little wooden bed frame that's going to break. But it was a good one. It was solid wood, legit. Came just the box pins alone are 150 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I got the entire bedroom set, and then from there, literally the biggest expense was a brand new television. I bought that brand new, um, and paying for my designer to come in and go out and buy the art for it. Right? I kid you not. A total of three thousand dollars is what we spent. When we had everything ready to go and I got I got that apartment ready, I said, yes, I got the down payment saved up and uh, the, the, I keep saying down payment. I got the deposit saved up and I got the rent saved up. I went in, I put it into 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 the unit. I said, hey, I signed the lease. I provided the money. And then I literally hired a guy from uh, U-Haul. I went and got a U-Haul, I hired a guy from U-Haul and um, threw everything in the U-Haul truck, took it to the apartment, offloaded it, set it up. And my unit was live. Kid you not, $3,000. It was awesome. Right. And that's how I did it. Now, of course, it didn't include the rent and the deposit. Guys, let's let's keep that in mind. This We're talking strictly furnishing cost. OK, setting up inside the unit. Uh, so uh, it, which was great. But what it did for me, it was able to, number one, start up a unit at a very, very low cost. Number two, I was able to I had everything ready to go the day of moving and um, transitioning a little bit here before we, we go any further. Right. When you have all your furniture, the moment you sign the lease, you got to go. You got to start up and you got to start literally up and running immediately, because the more time you have vacant in your property, the more money you lose. So if it takes you five days to 10 days to set up your unit, you're losing five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars in revenue. Right. Because I'm selling my place for about one fifty a night. Go ahead. So I got a question for you on that. So what I do and maybe you might do the same exact thing. I'll put pictures up and just say coming soon. It's going to be furnished, blah, 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 blah. This is what the place looks like or whatever. If it's an apartment, we'll put up like the photos of the place, you know, the, the, the stock photos that the apartments give. Do you do that kind of thing too or no? No. So I actually don't do that. I tried it once and I didn't like it because I my units look pretty good and we're in a good market. And the moment we go live, the moment we start getting bookings, plus I like to take advantage of that five day when, uh, period where if you put it like on Airbnb, they always boost you to the very top. And if you put coming soon photos, you're being boosted for the coming soon photos. You might get some bookings if you're in a very, very good market. But if you're not in one of the best markets, all you're doing is essentially losing that five day boost to be on the top of the rankings. I don't I like still it. get bookings like that. Yeah, no, I know people. Even... Yeah, yeah, no, people still get bookings. Don't get me wrong. I, I know a lot of people that do it and get bookings. I just don't like to do it because I like to take advantage yeah. of the actual the moment I hit the ground running. But here's the thing, though. What I'm saying is you don't even have to do that. If you have everything already squared away, for example, that all that one unit that I put all that furniture away, the moment I signed the lease, it took me two days to get up and running. 
Literally, I was in there grinding right. with the other guys, setting everything up, got everything designed. Two days, I was up and running, took photos, put it up on Airbnb, and I was live, right? If you don't do this prior to signing a lease, you're going to waste a solid five to 10 days. Nowadays, maybe even more because couches are being delayed, because yeah. uh, it's impossible to find credenzas, right? <laughs> it's impossible to uh, to find specific furniture that you need. Maybe Best Buy sold out of televisions. I had to drive like three cities over to buy some TVs, these last uh, 16 units we set up. And so... Um, yeah, you know, if you if you prepare for it ahead of time, you actually make money because also the fourth hidden biggest expense is next month's rent. Right, Jesse? Yeah. A lot of oh, people yeah. don't think of yeah. that. They think, hey, I got the money for the first month's rent and the deposit and the furniture, and then I'm going to go live. But then they end up only going live for two weeks out of the month, and they don't make enough to cover the following month's rent. Right. That comes out of pocket. You also got to save. I know we're talking about design and stuff, but anybody listening right now that's new getting into this, your first three months profit, you need to put that aside. Like you can't spend that. You can't mm-hmm. touch that. You can't do anything. And actually, I would I would mo- most likely tell you you're starting off to hold it for six months before you even start uh, spooning or, or scraping off the top. Right, Rafa? Yeah. And nobody I mean, talks about that enough. You well, know what I mean? when you start off, when you start off, you got to save as much as you can in revenue. Right. You're, you're not going to like a lot of people go, oh, my God, I set up my unit next month. I'm going to make fifteen hundred dollars in profit and go out and spend fifteen hundred bucks. No, dude. Yeah. You got to save at yeah. least two, three months. Pay yourself a little baby percentage, right? A little, a little, a little uh, revenue to, to shows it for your hard work. Maybe give yourself four hundred bucks for the first month or something. Something to little to go out and spend to give yourself a reward. But Very you definitely minimal. must have money saved because if you have one bad month in the slow season, it's going to kill you. And there's see, it's you got to know your seasonality as well. We're, I don't want to get into that, but as you scale and grow, though, Jesse, you don't you don't need to do that anymore. Like I have enough units right. now to where I can put up a new unit every single month. And I'm making enough revenue to cover everything, so I can take the hit on that one unit if I don't make. But you're the up. special one. I'm talking about the new guys that are yeah, getting in. That's what I'm saying. As you off. scale, yeah. yeah, correct. If you're new, you definitely must must do that, which is the fourth biggest expense next month rent. You have definitely. to save that money and have that have that available. Correct. Yeah. So okay. So now we just talked about the budget stuff, and I did that before too, where I go in and I'll I'll, I'll buy stuff on like Craigslist and I'll refurbish it, clean clean it up, add paint to it, make it look different, make it look nice. Those are ways to do that. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to ask you this question real quick. On that unit, are you still making as much money if if you only put three grand in that place and you have another one that you put ten grand into a one bedroom? How are those two units comparing? Well, there's a difference here. I've already since had to do upgrades to that unit anyway, so we've already replaced that couch over time. Um, but it took maybe a year and a half. Um, so yes and no. It's not look. It depends because you can get really good used furniture that's really high end for really cheap. And remember, depending on how you what you put in that unit and how you furnish is really going to demand what you make per night. Right. uh, I wasn't buying old beat up Ikea furniture. I was buying old used, really good high end West Elm furniture type of situation. It just depends. I don't even remember the brands. Don't quote me on the West Elm thing, but. Um, it did really well. It did really well. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I can tell you now, right now, that if I spend $5,000 of all new stuff in comparison to $10,000 of all new stuff, the $10,000 unit will do better than the $5,000 unit because I'm buying better quality stuff. I'm putting a little bit more money into the details, right? The books, the bookshelves, the little design pieces, the lights, all of that. So it's going to attract a higher end customer than if my lower end furniture that I'm trying to budget on for buying cheaper stuff. I can definitely tell you that without a doubt. Yes. 
Okay. Cause that's one of the things I get asked too, is like, well, if I buy something that's, you know, if I only spend X amount of money to get in, cause I deal with investors all the time that, you know, sometimes no offense to the investors, they want to cheapskate on furniture. And the problem with that is you cheapskate on it. You buy stuff from Wayfair, you're going to replace it. You just brought that up about your couch that you, you picked up online or at a yard sale or whatever the hell it was, but you're going to eventually, eventually replace those things. And a lot of, a lot of the times, like you might as well just spend that money up front because you can depreciate that over, over that year anyway. And just buy something that's quality. You you mentioned the four things earlier. So was that bed, couch, table, and what was the other one? Television. Television. Got you. So those are the four biggest expenses, and that's where you're spending yeah. a bulk of your a bulk of your uh, your you know your furnishing costs, right? Well, the the fifth one. There's actually a fifth one, and it's your design cost. Yeah. You have to have budget. And you have to budget. I do $1,500 for design. And that's not just the design for the designer. I'm talking about the, the amount that I allow them to go out and spend on picture frames, plants, pots, like those little like planners, um, you know, little things like this stuff, right? This stuff right here. That stuff's expensive, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's so I, that's my biggest, that's actually one of my biggest expenses. I, I do anywhere uh, now, like on my high end, my high end units, I'm doing about, $2,500 just on decor, right? Design stuff on decor stuff. So that's, that's a major one that people forget. It's not just go out and get a bed and go out and get a TV. And by the way, the TV guys put a TV in every room, you know, offer a specific service. Don't, don't make the kids and the parents sit down on the couch, watch TV together. Like put a TV in every room. Don't shy away from that. TVs are inexpensive. They're like 300 bucks now for a good Roku 4k TV. So yeah, it, it really depends on the cut. Cu- well, talking about design too, still Jesse, it's really going to depend on the customer that you're wanting to bring in on what you're going to put in that unit, right? If you want the budget travelers who are going to pay you 60 bucks a night, then yeah, you can go out and spend two grand on furniture because no one's going to care about design. They're just traveling through. They want to save some money. They don't care where they're staying and they'll pick you over a hotel. But I'd avoid that. Yeah, I avoid that at all costs. And not any, I, unless it's like a tiny like studio, right? Unless it's like a shared bedroom type of situation, then obviously I'm not going to do yeah. that. But like on my high-end two bedrooms and, and, and houses, I'm putting in serious money to make them look seriously nice because I want that higher end budget person to come in and book my night at a higher rate. For example, the mom who wants the family, who's willing to, they have a budget of 250 a night just for lodging, right? right. They're going to pay for that. It just comes with a higher level of service, a higher level of uh, authenticity to your location. And uh, they appreciate what you provide for a higher rate and it costs you more money to give that service. Yeah. 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 I agree. I, I mean, I, I, you guys heard me talk about this before. Like you have to put money into design. You have to put money into separating yourselves. Like I just don't believe in putting a place up if you're not putting thought behind it. You know, it's not just about the dollar you're making today. It's about putting together something like, dude, you know what I, you know what I think about now? I think about families sitting around a table enjoying and like having memories in my place. That's what I think about, dude. Like I'm serious. Like that's truly what I think about when I'm putting a place together. Not me. I don't think about any of that stuff. You know, can I tell you why? One of the things, so I lost my dad a couple of years ago. I used oh, to okay. take my family, my parents to, with the kids. And we would go to like book Airbnbs, like that we would just go to Carmel. We'd book this nice place next to the water. We'd go to Monterey. We'd go to San Diego. And those are the memories I have of my dad. It's like yeah. taking him to do places like that. So that's important to me, man. Like I care about people spending time in the property, what they're going to be doing there. Those memories they are going to have because, we only have a certain amount of time here on life, right, Rafa? We're only here to do yeah. certain things. And 
we're all, we have to make sure that we create memories and spend time with our families and things like that. So for me, dude, that's important. I mean, like that I agree. Really is. Uh, see, for me, it's outdoor spaces. That's the memories I have with my parents. Right. Yeah. Um, when we were kids, we would go to the, to the campgrounds, hang out in the patios, play monopoly on the table for six hours. Right. Like that was my thing. Um, so yeah, I, I get where you're going with that hundred percent. That's see. And that's the thing. That's the, that, that right there is what's driving you for your customer for the service you're going to provide. Right. And Definitely. so you're not going to go and get a, a table at, I don't know, everybody says Ikea, but Ikea has some decent stuff, but Ikea is also the cheaper <laughs> end stuff, right? But you're not going to go to Ikea and buy a $300 table and then expect to sleep, I mean, expect to, to sit eight people because it's a three-bedroom house, right? But you're trying to shy on cost. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You're not going to make yeah. any money. You're offering a crappy service. People are going to be upset. It's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. So so that takes me back to, you know, spending money on 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 those types of things and you know, for me, essentials, you know what, you know what essentials are cooking mm-hmm. pots, pans, things like that too. Um, those are super important to get and they're expensive, Rafa, like they're freaking, they're not mm-hmm. cheap to get. Um, I can tell you guys right now on a three bedroom house, you're looking at a minimum of three grand for I'm talking linens. We're talking silverware, uh, everything that the house needs to get up and go pots, pans. And if you have a nice kitchen, you're calling it a chef's kitchen. You should, you better help. Like, you better have spice racks. You better have good, good cooking utensils. Baking sheets. Have, Baking sheets, like literally everything. And for those of you listening now, shoot me an email. I'll send you my essentials list. I have a list of like literally everything that I usually buy for every single one of my units. And I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you guys if you uh, just shoot me an email. I just put my email on the notes, Jesse. Rafa and I in rain.com. Please send it. I need it. Yeah. There you- <laughs> All right. Now, I, can, I can actually tell you, I can actually, t- <laughs> I can actually tell you my budget just for kitchen items is 1200 bucks. And that's in a one bedroom apartment immediately. 1200. I already know right off the top of my head. that It's $1,200. And that includes pots and pans, all, all your silverware, all your um, dishes, right? Cups, coffee mugs, uh, all sets of the cup uh, plates, um, spice rack. It, it includes, um, all of the cooking utensils, it includes um, that little floor mat, right? That people want to stand something comfortable when they're washing dishes. It includes um, my uh, soap dispenser. It includes um, the toaster, the blender. It includes the rice cooker. It includes the, I don't know, everything in the kitchen. But it's 1200 bucks. I've done it yeah. so many times that I'm like, okay, uh, well, how much budget? Uh, like, I'll literally call my designer and be like, where are we at on the budget? Okay, well, I need 1200 bucks for the kitchen. Don't forget about the kitchen. Right. Just like I said, I put fifteen hundred bucks away for decor. I put twelve hundred bucks away just for the kitchen, you know, yeah. and uh, it yeah. ends up being about fifteen hundred for the bathroom as well. Like all the bathroom stuff and the uh, kitchen stuff and like all the other little stuff in between. So hang on. So now mm-hmm. we're talking because essentials are going to be and just so everybody listening right now, essentials are completely uh, they're not included in your furniture. So Mm-mm. you have to make sure you're adding. So you, Rafa talked about a, a place earlier. He spent three grand on the furniture. That's not including the essentials. That's not including the stuff that somebody's going to use You're every right. single day. You actually brought up a really good point. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it did not include that stuff. That stuff I had to buy uh, separately. Well, actually, Jesse, uh, some of that budget was for some of that stuff. Like the pots and pans, I actually got on Black Friday. So you can get them like <laughs> for like 40 bucks at Kohl's. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. yeah, buy them. Guys, like if you're planning on doing this and it's after Black Friday, like go on Black Friday and buy all of the essentials. You will save Almost seven, eight hundred dollars. I kid you not. I do it. I do it still to this day because I know that Cole sells the the legit pots and pans for like thirty bucks. You're still buying that? Of course. I'm opening units all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So you just buy them all the time? No, I didn't do it last year, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That the the design cost is not include. Well, some designers will include that in their cost, but not all of them. 
electronics aren't included in your design cost, none of that stuff. So, um, yeah, we, we chart, we, we completely separate that from, um, what we put in, like when we're doing a design budget for somebody where that's not included. So it's furniture, then essentials, then TVs. So like we separate everything because technically TVs aren't necessarily, I wouldn't consider that furniture. Would you? No. And, uh, I would not actually, but anyway, guys, uh, look, Point make point we're making here is know your major expenses, right? Uh, yeah, look, we're at the at the twenty five mark here. We wanted to keep this one sweet and short to just give you guys an understanding of the actual cost, right? And it's it's simple. It's it's your deposit or down payment on your house, right? Your rent or your mortgage, and then um your your startup cost, which is is the entire cost to get everything inside. And in that cost, you include your design fee, your decor cost, your furniture cost, and your actual basics kitchen and bathroom stuff right mops pans uh linen sheets so hopefully this was helpful um we're excited to bring you guys some more content we will be doing this we'll continue to do this every single week we drop them on wednesday right sometimes they're early morning on wednesday sometimes they're noon depending on when our our um, editor gets done and when we get everything over to him but uh we really hope you guys are enjoying these episodes uh without further ado jesse you want to take us out my friend yeah so everybody listening right now if you could please rate like and share this we would really greatly appreciate it we've been getting a lot of people actually viewing commenting um actually you know what next week dude when we start off uh our show let's start off by reading some of the comments that we get from people that actually reviewed our our uh our podcast there was one comment in particular that i think i sent it to you i want those people to be recognized and also uh talk about the value we get but anyway definitely share this stuff with people that you like and uh trust and like-minded people if you're on youtube please like and subscribe to this and my to, to kind of close out on this i would personally spend a little bit more make sure you get a designer that is going to come in and connect and we'll put some show notes of the designers that we connect with rafa so we'll put that information down below um, but please, yeah, that's something you want to think about and set yourself apart from everybody else. Don't just be another cookie cutter place on the wall. Um, add those elements in there, pay for a designer, pay for decent furniture, budget a little bit higher and always furniture and essentials are always going to be separated. In my opinion, IMO, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Rough. All right. We'll, we'll dive gold, into this even deeper next time. We should. Let's do it. Let's, we're, 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 actually, what we'll do is we'll bring on a designer onto the podcast. We're, we'll do that, guys. With that being said, we love you all. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Give us a like. Adios.